ML Nation, episode 228. Well, your job as a marketer is not to take the horse to water. Your job is to make the horse so thirsty, it's begging you for the water. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. For just $1, you can get all access to over 17 training courses, weekly coaching, you can ask me questions, 30 newsletters, and network with top distributors. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that is MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you will love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories just like MLM Nation. Go check them out at MLMNation.net forward slash times. Again, it's MLMNation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. And this comes from Demi R. from Australia. She says, this awesome. This show is great, very useful information, great advice from speakers. Everyone will certainly learn a thing or two from listening to this podcast. Great info on marketing, network marketing, and how to get involved and be successful in network marketing. So uh, thank you for sharing this, Demi. You know, listeners out there, if this show has helped you in any way, please take one or two minutes. That's all it takes, one or two minutes, and leave a review, a review on iTunes. Not only does it fire me up, but also helps uh, our show be found by other distributors. So please take one or two minutes to leave a review. So thank you again, Demi, and thank, I'm glad the show is helpful. And uh, today we got a super, super awesome guest, amazing training. It was so fun talking to her. She's a mother of three. And um, without talking too much, let's go right into it. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Tara Wilson. Tara, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready, Simon. Tara Wilson has nine years of MLM experience and has earned over $3.5 million in her network marketing career. She was able to go full-time in just six months and has built a business in over 12 countries. Tara is also a proud mother of three kids and retired her husband from corporate America three years ago. She and her family live out in Danville, California. So, Tara, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background, what you used to do, and how you came across network marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have a very untraditional or a very traditional background, I should say. Um, went to uh, UC Berkeley, studied psychology because I just was counseled that that it was a great overall degree to have when you're not sure what you want to do. And um, fell in love with psychology, became a little, uh, for a little while, a clinician, was a counselor in a group home. And then the mortgage uh mortgage and real estate boom happened in California here right around the end of the 90s. And so I got involved with real estate with my parents and my siblings who were all involved in the mortgage industry. And we did, we uh, we owned real estate appraisal businesses. And I was in that for several years until I decided to get into mortgage. And I thought that was great. Um, had some great success in mortgage. And one day, my uh, stepbrother, who I had worked with before, came to me with a with a product at a birthday party, and um, that was my very first introduction. And so a week later, I was sitting at a presentation, and I saw something that I didn't know existed. I saw an opportunity, or I should say a possibility, to earn more than I was making. And at the time, when my daughter was 11 months old and my son was 7, it just sounded intriguing. So I went to my first meeting. I failed absolutely miserably for 90 days. I don't think I got out of the red until my probably my fourth month, and that's probably the same time I went to my first event, and um, that was it. I made a life-changing decision to get serious about it, and a few months later, I quit my job, and I have never gone back to work for someone else. Well, so what at that event from your, you say your brother-in-law made you want to do this, Uh, like give up the mortgage stuff and go right into this? Well, the so I actually denied my stepbrother several times, and then my sister called me, and my sister, a stepsister as well, but we had grown up for 35 years, so we just say brother-sister, and so she called me, and she said, look, you know, I really believe that we are going to help people get healthy, and we can make some money, whether we make a little bit of money or a lot, but there's people making a lot of money, and she just basically said to me, 
um, the what if we do? What if we go on to make crazy money and you don't? You're going to kick yourself. And by the by the way, all four of my siblings were already in this company. I was literally the last one, and so they were. I think we're all kind of fighting over me, and I was confused at why they were fighting over me because I had no Emily. <laughs> I had no experience in nutrition and any kind of health and quite, you know, I was busy. I was working 40 hours a week with two small kids. So um, she just basically the fear of loss. I think that if I could give one quick tip to everyone out there is the fear of loss is far more compelling. It's far more, um, it's stronger than the anticipation of gain, meaning I didn't want to miss out. And that's the only reason I said yes. But when I went to the event, I guess, uh, Simon, I just didn't know about the industry. I didn't know people made millions of dollars and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I just looked around and I saw people that I thought were just like me. And I just figured if they can do it, then why not me? And that I would follow them and I would learn from them. And I made a decision to kind of immerse myself in there and just, you know, I was all in. I mean, I was working every minute that I wasn't with my children or at my job, I was working on my business. So um, being a father of three boys, I know kids take up a lot of time, and you were doing mortgage. So how did you – can you give one or two time management tips? How did you do that? Because you had an 11-month-old and then a 7-year-old and then mortgage and do this business. How did you make it happen? Well, <laughs> very carefully, right? Well, I was in the car a lot because I was actually a wholesale mortgage rep, so I drove around a lot to visit. I would make calls in the car. I would make calls at lunch. And then when my kids went to bed, which was pretty fairly early. They were young. They went to bed at around 8, 8.30. Um, this is, <laughs> I'm dating myself. This was 2007. If there was a Facebook, I didn't know about it for like a year. So I wasn't on Facebook. I turned off my television and I just started learning and researching. I was on the computer. I was printing out every, you know, comp plan and um, product sheets and everything. And I was, it was literally learning um, as much as I could. Every time somebody would come into town speaking or if there was a call, I would get on it. So I would just say that I just kind of, uh, and then I went far beyond and just Googled stuff and just printed stuff and was just looking for anything that would up my education. And then I would schedule, you know, I was going to a meeting there. I found someone that was 30 minutes away and every single week I went to her house. I sat in the front row and I took notes for six weeks until I really started figuring out. And that was a, a turning point is, you know, I realized that she was the one making all the money. So I better start standing in living rooms. And then I started filling my calendar. Mm. So why did you not have success in the beginning, and then uh, then you all of a sudden you had success? What was what were you doing? What are the things you're doing, or you regret doing? Or I shouldn't say regret because we all learn from uh, mistakes. But what are the things you were doing wrong at the beginning? Well, I didn't have a mentor, so I was sponsored by my sister, who was sponsored by my brother, and none of us had ever done any network marketing. And our closest upline, like fifteen generations up, was three hours away. So there was no Facebook, there was no website with training. Um, we really had no idea what we were doing. So we were kind of figuring it out. Uh, I was saying all the wrong things. Um, well, it's funny, looking back, I just think of the things I said, and actually people signed up. I'm just like, hey, you want to get healthy and make a bunch of money? And there was <laughs> no eloquent pitch. I wasn't given any scripts. But more that I just, um, I think that I hounded people. <laughs> you know, I, I would bug people. I tried to convince them because I saw it and so I, I probably turned some people off in the beginning and now I learned that it's like I was trying to close everyone now you know of course after nine years you realize it's more of a sorting business it's more of a look for people who's looking but I, I was just trying to close every single person to see this great opportunity so I had a lot of rejection I had a lot of people you know just like not answering my phone calls and it kind of felt weird and then um, I think after a few months I I started just realizing that the people who were interested say, yeah, so I started changing my approach. Um, I still use this approach, you know, nine years later, hey, I've launched a business in health and wellness and I'm looking for two types of people. People who want to be customers and people who want to make income um, doing what I'm doing. Who do you know? So that I'm never asking my friends and family to, to join me. I'm asking them, who do they know? And a lot of times they say, well, what do you got? I'll send them a link. I'll send them a video or I'll meet with them. And then I just say, hey, it may or may not be for you, but I'd love for you to take a look at information because, you know, you're a realtor and I will refer people to you or you're a plumber, I'll refer people to you and I'm, a, I'm doing this. And so if you know what I'm doing, you can refer people to me. Would you take a look at a quick video? And most of the times people will say yes. Um, but I think my biggest mistake was just trying to 
shove this down everyone's throat, to be quite frankly. Mm, that was really good. Can you just repeat that script again? Like, uh, I know you said you're looking for custom, two types of people. You're looking for customers or number two, people who want, a more inc- more, want to make more income doing what I'm doing. What was the first line? You said, I'm, I'm, I have a health and, wealth and, health and wellness business. Yeah, I just opened a, a a business at home with health and wellness, and I'm looking for two types of people, people, customers. And I give them, like right now, I'll give them a couple categories, people who want weight loss, you know, anti-aging or, you know, healthy energy, I might say that. Um, so I would tell people just say, you know, give them maybe even your top two, like whatever products you like, because a lot of companies have multiple product lines. So pick one or two. Don't overwhelm people with a whole list. And then I say, you know, and I'm looking for people who want to start a, a business part-time, spare-time, or full-time and make extra income. Um, you know, very, very small risk, very uh, almost no overhead and huge potential upside. At this point in my career, most people, you know, have, in, my, in my life, my friends, my family know what I've done and have watched me. So it's a little bit easier. But I'm talking about when I'm coaching and I'm helping the newest person that I sign up or that joins my team that's how I teach them to approach their network because number one is obviously people who get rejected are going to quit right away. So you don't want them to get rejected. So you don't tell them to ask a yes or no question. Who do you know is not will you, it's who do you know? You know what I mean? It's not a yes or no question. Oh, I know someone who, you know, and then if people like stop and think, I say, well, ask him, who do you know who works out? Who do you know who, you know, is always eating a salad? Who do you know that's always, you know, trying a new weight loss program, you know, depending on what product line that they want to uh, focus on really good stuff now we know why you're such a top earner really good stuff (laughs) very very good so i'm going to skip to this question normally we save it to the end so if someone is say i do want to help you or i do want to be interested what's your favorite prospecting tool what's the next step well in my company we have a video and uh it's uh it's actually not a company-produced video. It was an ABC primetime investigative report that was done on our product. And so it's third-party validation, which is awesome. So I send them that. It's six minutes, and uh, it's only one of our products, but it's our flagship product. So I send them to that and say, hey, you know, uh, send this to them and say, hey, you know, what do you think? Or this is what I'm working on. Isn't that incredible? Do you want to know more? And then dive into some company videos, you know, that are 10 minutes long or invite them to a presentation. And then, of course, we have our opportunity webinars. We have uh, we have live ones every week. We have recorded ones. And for me, if I'm looking, if someone wants to know the business, they I said, here, invest 45 minutes in this uh, webinar. I send them the link to the recording and I give them an overview and follow up immediately within, you know, half an hour of them watching that. Really good stuff. Fantastic. Thank you. So, Let's go back to your journey. Um, can you pinpoint like a specific moment in your time where it's like a light bulb moment? Because you talked about the events. You talked about uh, going to the meetings, sitting in the front. Was there a specific moment where things clicked and you're like, huh, I got it. And then ever, ever, ever since then, the business really, really took off and grew exponentially. I would say that that big event. I mean, it was an international convention. I, I want to say there's probably 6,000 people there. And that was my first network marketing event. So you have to imagine that you know, I live in a very fluent area. I went to Berkeley and I have a lot of friends that still to this day won't ever touch MLM and I'm okay with that. And they know, you know, they're okay with that too. And sometimes they're customers, but I was expecting, you know, you think of MLM and you hear all the stories of all the companies, the ambush companies and, you know, the, the weird people that kind of stalk you at your house and, you know, try to invite you every week to the meetings or invite you over a barbecue and then ambush you or whatnot. And so I kind of had a weird like um, stigma, I thought that I was going to go into a a convention full of like slick salesmen, like slick used car salesmen, cheesy people, like you know hiding. And actually, we were we were sitting there at a restaurant and uh, trying. To, we were laughing. We had our little badges and our bags, and we were taking pictures, like laughing. We were mocking it. This is <laughs> this is total honesty here. And when I walked into the first event and this company did very well um this company is not a company anymore but they went on to do billions of dollars in sales so there's a very big company um i was impressed the quality of people you know there were business owners doctors chiropractors you know people worth a lot of money professional athletes and just um you, you know think about the crowd that you know that is really into their health you know they're fit they're usually educated they're you know uh, i think self-discipline for one person usually spans every, every area of your life. Right. And so I was very impressed. And 
you know, just three days of things that I had never heard. This whole new world opened up and I heard the product. It all of a sudden went from a little living room business that my brother and sister got me into to, oh my goodness, this thing is happening. This is big. Like these people are making millions and, you know, this is helping a lot of people. And um, I made a decision and I, this is a moment I'll never forget. I walked up to the, the way, way, way up line in my business and I went up to her and I was probably... I don't know, six or seven ranks from what's called the diamond rank. And and she had several people that were, I think, one below diamond or, you know, probably 50 to 100 people on her team ahead of me. And I put my hands on her shoulders and I looked in her eyes and I said, I'm going to be your first diamond. And she, she slowly smiled and nodded her head. And months later, she said, I knew because I knew you knew. And I was her first diamond and I was her first, second rank above that. And I actually beat her to the next rank because I... I, that's so if you ask me for one moment that event I really truly saw it and I just kept thinking if these people can do it why not me I'm gonna figure it out and I'm not gonna stop until I do mm, really good um, now let's go to the other side of the story what would you consider to be your worst in your nine years your worst worst moment in MLM your worst moment but but you somehow you didn't quit it's like a moment that you maybe even regret you did this but some you stayed in there and because of that you grew and you're the leader you are today. Yeah. Well, actually, I know exactly. A couple of years ago, I was in a company and my team got really large and we had great momentum. And then, of course, when momentum stops, you've got fallout. And there was a point when about 11 of my leaders left. And I mean, out of a lot, but still, some of my 11 of my six or multiple six figure incomes left. And at first I thought, you know, they're leaving me. And, and then you, of course, you grow and you look back and you think, well, everyone has to do what's right for their family, right? Everyone has to do what's right for them. And, but that was a blow. It was so, I just, I was so, it was hard from a leadership standpoint, thinking, beating myself up, what could I have done better so that they don't want to leave, right? Um, but I almost quit. I actually almost quit the industry and just went in and, just became a, I don't know, owned a gym or became a nutritionist because I do love health and wellness. And then I just realized, you know, everybody's paths on their own. I just have to find different people that want to be on my path with me and just change my attitude from, you know, it's not about me, it's about them. And that was a big leadership lesson is that you just can't ever control anybody. And of course, the day of social media, I think it's harder more than ever. I think it's now we have to all understand as people and as leaders that there's going to be times where shiny objects come through and raid your organizations and you just have to stand tight and, you know, raise up the people that stay. And I just think it's more rampant the days, you know, because of the internet. It's just crazy now. Um, but that was probably the hardest time of my career is losing people that were not just in my team, but my friends, like people that I went on vacation with. They stayed in my home. I was in their home. And I took it personally, and I realized now, of course, years later, one of them's top earner in another company, and we're still best friends. So it's just about just uh, learning all the good, the bad, the ugly of leadership, and uh, just doing what you can do to stay in your lane and control what you can control. Well, you know, when something like that happens, you, I mean, 11 six-figure earners leave, what's the self-talk that's going in your mind? Yeah, um, because it's all about what you, the voice oh, yeah. in your head, right? Like some people say, "Hey, why don't you just go back to the mortgage?" And people talk about residual income, and, and um, that's not residual income when eleven leaders leave, right? right? But why did you still stick with it? I mean, what's the, what was Tara talking to herself? What was the self talk? Uh, oh, a lot. What did I do wrong? You know, am I not seeing something? Am I am I am I drinking the Kool Aid? Um, how long can I stand this? What if more people leave? Um, you know, should I go? Should I look? You know, and then, you know, you've got that internal tug of war, you know, if all these people are leaving and I'm staying, um, you know, what am I not seeing? And then there's the, okay, I can't handle this because it may happen again. And so I should go, maybe I should go and get in software sales and make a million dollars a year. And then I start thinking about what my quality of life would be. <laughs> I was like, and my, finally, I just sit down and say, you know, my best year in network marketing, I made $825,000. And I've done this all by myself, meaning my husband supports me amazingly, meaning he loves it. He helps with the children. He doesn't consider that babysitting. But in terms of building the business, like I don't have another person in my house building the business, right? It's just me doing the recruiting, the training, the, you know, the events, the speaking. 
but where else can I make that kind of money and have the flexibility with my three children who are now 16, 10, and 7 in every sport, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, soccer, softball, volleyball, basketball. I mean, it's almost unbelievable how many, I don't even know how stay-at-home moms do their own job because it's like, I can't imagine. But, you know, where else could I have that? And so I just kind of dismissed it and said, you know what, I'm just going to do what I can do and be the best person. And I also went through about a year after that, I, I spent a year with John Maxwell, John C. Maxwell, spent $12,000 uh, on a personal mentoring coaching sessions with him for a whole year and learned so much about leadership that you realize that um, uh, there are things you can do, of course, to en- enhance your relationships and more importantly, build organizations strong so that you won't have people leaving. So that's kind of where I am now. I launched into a new company eight months ago, and my whole goal is go slow and really dig deep and teach people the skills and create an environment of value and love and honor and respect and mentoring and skill set where people will be a better person for being part of my team, whether or not they make money, whether or not they love the products or you know the products work for them, et cetera that they're glad to be part of this community that we're building. So it really kind of, my lowest low has helped me to be where I am now, which is the most fun, the most balanced, the most rewarding time in my entire careers right now. You brought up a really good point about community because ultimately what keeps your organization is the community, right? It's not about making money and stuff. It's the community and the relationships and the impact you've had people that keeps your team glued and not leaving, correct? Correct. Um, I want to talk about your lack of upline because I think a lot of listeners here, they may have that challenge where the upline quit or the upline (laughs) wasn't a leader. So you had no upline. So what are some tips you can give people who don't have an upline but they want to be successful? Because sometimes people think, oh, should I quit and join another leg? Should I join another cross line? What tips could you give them? Well, this might be one of my single favorite topics because because – I'll just tell everyone out there, I never dawned on me to ever ask anybody for help because this was my business. This is my paycheck. I'm responsible. So the first thing you do, if you ever complain, you'll never hear me complaining about Upline. The first company, we didn't know it was too far away and we just I, I never even did a three-way call to my third company. Then my second company, which was a small company, was just closed. By my way, my first two companies are closed. They're not even there anymore. Um, there was one guy ahead of me and I literally couldn't get a hold of him for two weeks. Number three in the company, I was number three in the company, he was number one and I literally couldn't get a hold of him for three weeks. So I knew I had to do it all myself. And so it never dawned on me, you know, uh, my, my third company, which is where I had the biggest run, did $160 million in sales, 400,000 people uh, in, in 12 countries. I never asked for help. Uh, literally, I've literally never asked in, in my nine years to this day, I have never asked somebody in my upline to do a three-way call for me. Never. I've never asked them where the comp plan is. I've never asked them this. I will, uh, I will talk to my sponsor now for high-level things like Hey, have you guys thought about t- making a change uh, to the comp plan? Or hey, have you guys thought about this like high level leadership stuff? But I, it never dawned on me, Simon. This was my business and my paycheck. I'm going to have to do the work. I better figure it out. And I really, honestly think that that's probably why I've been so successful because I had to learn it all. And here's here's a golden nugget here. When you learn it all, you can teach it. And when you can teach it, you are a person of value. And when you are a person of value, people are attracted to that. People just want to know because most people aren't willing to take the reins. They're not the one percenters. So you have to attract the 99 percenters. And the 99 percenters are attracted to the one percent that will give them the shortcut, the cliff notes, the help without having to do it. They're not going to go out and read the books. They're not going to go out and you know study the comp plan. They want the answers. And the more valuable you are, in terms of filling your own mindset, filling your own skill set, being able to ask questions, answer questions, paint vision to your prospects, you know, be a, a source of expert on a three-way call, you will be more successful. If you're a taker, you're going to be given taker pay. If you're a giver, you're going to be given giver pay, and the giver pay is where the six- and seven-figure incomes come from. But yeah, by teaching it, you also increase your self-esteem and confidence. Oh, yeah, and you learn. 
Yeah, you learn quicker. I mean, the best way to learn something is to teach it, right? You're held accountable too, because whatever you teach, you gotta have to be doing it. Because deep inside, you feel guilty if you don't do it. Hundred percent. So, what are some things? Uh, what are some ways for people to learn? So, I have no upline uh, aside from going to the company website. How should so say I didn't have an upline? How should I learn, Tara? Well, books, obviously, I've probably read about six or seven MLM books just to kind of uh, get the basics. And they're all going to say the exact same things. Um, But the bottom line is just really understand the simplicity of this industry. Network marketing means marketing to your network. You got a product. You love it. Why do you love it? What value does it have to you? What benefits do you see from it? What benefits do you see? And then sitting back and saying, okay, who is my customer? So learning about your product, all your product lines or your services, for those of you who are in product companies, what is the value? Why would somebody want my product or service and really understanding your market and then understanding how communicating to find the person who needs what you have and then say, hey, well, you need to have this need. This is what I have and letting your customer see the fit. See, a lot of times people are trying to you know, they're, they're calling me. They're like, I don't get it. I've just showed eight people the overview and no one's buying. And I said, the overview or whatever video or tool you use, the, the, the presentation, we'll call it, that's the water. And a lot of people are saying, I'm bringing the horse to the water, but ju- it's just not drinking. Well, your job as a marketer is not to take the horse to water. Your job is to make the horse so thirsty, it's begging you for the water. So having conversations and finding needs in people, whether it's a financial need, or if you're in weight loss, a weight need, or if you're in skincare, somebody loves skincare, if you're, you know, someone's tired and dragging all the time, they need energy, or they need whatever you have, finding that need, and then talking to them about it and telling stories. The best way to you know be successful in this is become a professional storyteller. And so ask people when you first start, when you go to that first company convention, you're brand new, go ask people. Every time, I mean, I've made millions, and I'm asking people who make 100 bucks a month what their story is and why, you know, when I joined my new company, within two weeks I was at the convention, I was quartering people in elevators. Tell me your story. What do you love about the product? What do you love about this company? And I was filling my tool belt with information that I could have when I go out to talk to prospects or present this and say, you know, this is what this product is doing for people. This is what this company is all about. And then you're going to attract the people who need what you want or what you have instead of just trying to, you know, I, I, and it, so it's like if you're if you've got a weight loss program and you have ten people that are obese in your family, it doesn't mean they're all going to be customers. You still have to find someone that wants to lose weight, but you can just say, "Hey, I've got this product. Look at the results people are having. Would you at least give me a try?" And so I think people. Um, I don't know why people are scared. If you love your product and service, and you're represented it, and you made a decision to start a business and you, you should be proud of what like I am proud of the products I represent and I will tell anybody anywhere about them now I'm not the weird person that goes up to strangers and I don't talk to people on planes I'm actually not like really super outgoing and and uh, I will talk to people I'm, I'm nice I just don't I'm not that knock on doors person but I'm so like I light up when people ask me what I do I light up at what I do and I'm proud to tell them about it and then I just ask them hey do you know anybody that might need those this, you know, this product or any of these products. So I I think if you're scared or hesitant to call people and like the one thing that drives me crazy the most, and I know a lot of people out there are going to chuckle at this is I get this probably weekly. I'm, I just don't want to bug my friends and family that I just, Simon, when I hear that, I literally want to rip my hair out. I'm like, (laughs) thank God. Thank God my family didn't feel that way because if they did that, my life wouldn't be different. Why in the world would you not want your – you just told 100 people about this product changed your life, but you don't want your family to have that? What kind of family member are you? What kind of friend are you? You know what I mean? And I think it's scared. I think people think they have to sell something, and network marketing is not about selling people. Network marketing is about saying – this is what I have. This is what I offer. When you need this or if you need it, come to me. Like if I became a realtor tomorrow, I know that if I had a list of 200 people, that the chances of somebody even having to buy or sell a, a real estate right now is probably very slim. But in the next five years, if I'm still a realtor, I would imagine that over the course of five years of 200 people, I know that many of them would probably have to buy or sell real estate, right? And then if I had to do a good job, they might refer me. Network marketing is the same. You've got to build your image. You've got to build your brand. 
as an expert, you know, and then people will come to you when they need what you have. Yeah, not talking the not talking to friends and family thing. I'm just gonna call cold market. Totally doesn't make sense. I mean, for many angles. Number one, if you like you said, if you love, you're proud. You should be proud, right? You joined the business. Uh, you take the product, so you should proud to share. So why why would you not help your close friends and family? And then the second way to look at some people say, well, they they don't feel like. Maybe they're not sure yet of success. So if you're like, oh, maybe I don't want to get my friends into a bad thing or maybe it doesn't work out. So basically, you're saying that it's, so you're afraid to screw up your friends, right? So if you have that belief, so you, are you saying that it's okay to screw strangers that you don't know? but not So you screw strangers and screw them, but not your friends and family. So what type of person are you, right? So it, right. Doesn't make, it totally doesn't make sense. So thank you for bringing, the, bringing that up. It's very important. Um, let's talk about your success a little bit. And by the way, you shared such good stuff, Tara. I'm going to give, do a little recap afterwards. All the uh, great nuggets you shared there. Because uh, probably going to be a long recap there with really good stuff. But we have to move on. And so the next question I want to ask you. In your nine years, what's your proudest moment in network marketing? Oh, there's so many. Um, probably the most exciting moment was when I hit one of the very, very, very top ranks of my um, my previous company. was top nine in the company. Just You know, that was a a really, really hard rank to hit and hitting it, just knowing that the way the team felt and that it was truly a team victory, because obviously most comp plans, you don't get there by yourself. You have to to raise uh, up. Um, I would say every time I saw somebody in my team on stage, it was an equally proud moment because there's nothing, there's nothing worse than being at the top alone. You know, leaders, uh, some leaders stand at the top of the mountain waving their flag and then some leaders keep going back down the mountain to find people to bring that's the kind of leader I am I just keep going back down the mountain to say who else wants to come up here because it's awesome and so every time every time somebody had a victory in my team um, it's a proud moment now you have over a decade of experience Uh, how have you seen the network marketing profession change in the past nine ten years Mm. well I think it went from more belly to belly to more of a social media slash people are working from homes. We're using technologies like Skype and Zoom and um, go to meeting and conference calls more than ever. Like when I first started, I didn't know what any of those were. My business, I probably in two and a half years of my first company, I put 9,000 people in with 100% belly to belly traveling going to meetings, living rooms, phone calls, and emails just to relay information. I 100% of the people I have ever prospected, I pick up the phone and call, or I call or I try to get on the phone with. Like when I first started, I was person to person, hey, I, I don't know if it's for you, but I got into this thing and it's, it's health product. Check a look at it, you know, come to the meeting with me. And I would take them to the meeting with me. And, um, I, I find that people now are using things like text and even prospects that hit me up, you know, probably every day in Facebook. It's so crazy that I have a hard time getting them on the phone, but I don't want to sit there and text them for three hours. I would love to just pick up the phone, get to know them, build the rapport. And I think that um, it's going so toward technology, which is good and bad. I think this is a relationship business. And the more um, you get to know someone, I think the better for stickiness it is because, you know, they can just text their way into another company, you know, no time. So I really, um, I, I really encourage people to go to events just so you can, you know, continue to have that community and build those relationships. But I think it's gone from really close to very isolated. And of course, the explosion of social media, things are moving at the speed of light. What, what could have taken you, you know, years to build now people can literally put thousands of people in in a few months. And that's crazy. So just a lot more technology. What can a dollar get you nowadays? Definitely not Starbucks and probably not even a bagel with cream cheese. Your best a dollar investment is a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. For just $1, you can have access to all my implementation guide trainings, such as how to create shareable social media posts, how to run your first home meeting, how to do your first one-on-one meeting, and much more for just one buck. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you can get them all for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. That is MLMNationInsider.com. As we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay? And these could be short answers, okay? The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? 
My favorite one, uh, follow your dreams or you'll spend the rest of your life working for someone who did. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? One habit. Oh, discipline. Just, just touching your business every single chance you get. Not every day. It could be every week. Just every chance you get. Not making excuses. So just discipline. I know champions have uh, certain habits or routines. Do you have a specific morning routine? No. I would love to say I don't. I do, but I don't. I do so many things. That it depends on what's in my inbox when I wake up. I usually uh, – yeah, actually, I do. I'm sorry, I do. I sit there for about an hour in my bed, and I'm on my – um, phone. Remember, I, I'm on West Coast, so I have East Coast and I have Europe teams. So I usually go through my WhatsApp, I go through my Facebook messages, um, I go through my notifications, and I go for my email, and I start just doing things that have to be done. And then uh, I go into my office, and then I get on my computer, I get on the phone, I check my schedule for the day. So I guess I do. It's funny, I never thought of myself as a routine person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Um... Hmm. Gosh, there's so many cliche ones. Let me think. Um, probably one of the best general would be if you if you sell to the classes, you'll live with the masses. If you sell to the masses, you'll live with the classes. Meaning, if your product isn't something that everybody may want, then your opportunity is not as good, right? Because look at what's more what's more successful, Nordstrom or Walmart, right? So I try to. I try to base my decisions on how many people could be my customer. Like I'm not going to sell a product that's $800, you know, like a skincare product is $800 or something. I'm just throwing out a thing or weight loss is eight, you know, $500 because the masses can't afford that. So I try to be general on, I want to have the broadest possibility of the largest amount of people that could be my potential customer. Hmm. That is really good. If you sell to the classes, you live among the masses. If you sell to the masses, you live among the classes. Who is that by? That's really good. I don't know, actually. I've known it for so long. I don't, I'll don't. i look it up for you. <laughs> that is good. That is basically how to get rich, how to get wealthy and successful. Exactly right. Hey, uh, uh, we talked about your prospecting too before. Okay, the video you use, uh, your third-party video, then the company video. Um, next, So next question, we'll skip that, is do you have a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote? or um, a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Um, I'm just a YouTuber, so I go and I have my favorites. Um, I, I look at a lot of Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, you know, the oldies, Zig Ziglar, Earl Nightingale. My favorite piece of um, audio, which you guys can listen to right now, is The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. It's 32 minutes, and I've probably listened to it over 100 times. That is my favorite piece of personal development in the world. Yeah, classic. I love the classics. You always go back to classics. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in terms of books, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? My favorite, favorite book of all time. It's actually sitting right here. I use it so much. I think I need a new copy of it. Is Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life by Brian Tracy. It's, it's the best. And ML Nation, I know you love audio, so listeners out there, uh, if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Now, Tara, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? Hope so. <laughs> here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know your husband, didn't even know your kids, your upline, downlines, your team, no one. You didn't know your family, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet that spoke English. So what's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Uh, I would go to the Chamber of Commerce, and I would find out every networking group. I would also go to Meetup, and I would just start going out and meeting key influential people in the community. Um, I would go to churches if I, you know, if I had kids, which I do. I would go to school. I would just start meeting people. I might even go to Starbucks. Just get out where people are. You know, you just got to do what you got to do because not everyone has a network. There are people out there like that. Um, I, it's uh, it's funny. Can I tell a story? Is it way over time? No, we can go as long as you want. Please. You just said it. The top earners tell the best stories, right? So okay. please. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about having long-term vision because I, I, I had gone to 
networking groups for a long time, and I wasn't really seeing much, but I signed up one person who uh, was um, just a businessman. He said, I'm going to refer you to my daughter who's a nutritionist, and she referred me to another gal who was very into wellness, and that girl and I were in two companies ago, and it's so funny because thinking two, five years later, I called her just a few months ago, and she's somebody that I met through a networking group, through a person that I'm not even in touch with anymore six years ago, and she just joined my company, my team, two months ago and hit the fourth level of the comp plan in her third week. So it's like, it's, it's about having long-term vision. It's not about all the people you know. I'll have to tell you, the three people that helped me make uh, a half a million dollars in two years in my first company... I didn't know a single one of them before I started network marketing. So it's not even just the people you know. It's going to be the people you know who they know who they know. And one of them I actually met randomly in the community. So uh, and one of them was a client and then one of them was a referral from a friend. So it's never going to be the people you know if you just continue down the path and keep doing the right activities and keep the right message and be a person of integrity and be a person of value, you're going to find the people. In fact, my entire team right now, I didn't know a single one, a single person on my entire team right now, right now today, before I got into network marketing nine years ago. Most of them I didn't know past five years ago. Awesome. Hey, you just summed up how network marketing works. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's awesome. (laughs) Really good. Hey, um, you've been super, super awesome. Tara, thank you so much. Any last words? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Um, yeah, last words are just uh, don't quit and just, you know, just be a student and fill your fill your brain. I went from a six-figure income to a seven-figure income when I read almost a, a book a week. And I have read dozens and dozens of books. And just continue on your path of personal development because you have to overwrite files from your whole life. So the most important thing you can do is to to improve you. I know it seems, seems cliche. I promise you, it is the most important thing you can do. And um, my contact information, well, you can find me on uh, Facebook. I don't really do LinkedIn or Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram. I'm Tara Wilson 912, I believe. Um, or do I, can I give my phone number out? Or sure. Okay. You know, a lot um, of me people may be calling you. This is what happens. But if you want to take those calls, sure. Oh, yeah. Reach out and call me um, anytime. I'm happy to chat with you and just get to know you. My number is 925-209-6573. Or you can email me at tara.wilson. 912 at comcast.net. No spam, please. <laughs> hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you be hanging out with Tara Wilson. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.net and just search for Tara, T-A-R-A, at the search bar. And all the nuggets of wisdom that Tara shared, it's amazing training, and her contact info and the links uh, to her Facebook or phone number, email, will be right there. So definitely reach out to her. She's been an awesome, awesome leader. And... You know, ML Nation, in order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Tara, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Tara. It's been incredible, incredible training for me. Thank you, thank you again, and God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day, Simon. Thank you. Do you want to know the foolproof follow-up formula or three elements of fast-growing organizations? or my co-market recruiting secrets, you can get these $47 courses along with all my other $47 trainings for only $1 by taking a 7-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. Go to MLMNationInsider.com for the special trial offer. Again, MLMNationInsider.com for the special $1 trial. MLM Nation, Simon Chan, a recap. I don't know this is going to be a short one because it was such a great training from Tara Wilson. So make sure you go to mlnation.net, connect with her. She gave her, uh, you know, reach out to her. She gave you her phone number, email, and uh, definitely connect with her on Facebook. Uh, just go to mlnation.net, put in Tara. It's very simple, T-A-R-A. It'll be right there. So where do we start? You know, uh, wow, she shared about, you know, this is like a drum roll, event, 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 right? Importance of going to event. You know, for you out there who are listening, you don't have money to go to event, there's no excuse. You gotta go to an event. Find the money. Well, she was talking about that, and I know, you know, when I got started, you know, money was tight my first two years. I just made it happen. Go sell something, but you have to go to an event because what what Tara shared was really true. When you you know, before I I went to my event, I thought that you know, 
this company, this how the way the business was. I didn't realize the professionalism, the amount, the quality of people that are in your company, and also spending even like five minutes talking to someone, a seven-figure earner, changes you. Right? She talked about her changing move. Her big moment was she t- went to the top diamond and tapped her on the shoulder and said, I'm going to be your first diamond, the top earner there. And that was her moment. It's all about belief. It's one thing. A lot of times, I'm telling you, if you go to the event, it's not about the training itself. Of course, you know, the, the company training is important and all that stuff, the trainings you do. But what's going to change your business is the belief. The things that abstract, I can't, it could be like the excitement. It could be the crowd. It could be the way somebody walked on stage. Or maybe someone said something. Or you see, if you're maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, you see another stay-at-home mom is successful. It's the intangibles that makes it, the, makes it magical. For me, it was seeing 10,000 people in my first event. I was like, oh my goodness. I, I thought no one did network marketing. It's 10,000 people who are, who are crazy passionate. And I was like, I couldn't even get my neighbors and any of my friends to join. But it's 10,000 people. So that shocked my belief. I was like, wow, there's actually people. You know, one of my top leaders, uh, John Gerlitz, who's in episode 50, I believe, 4950. He, he sponsored one person six months. Right after he went to his first ev- event, sponsored six people in the next two weeks. I didn't know what happened to him at an event, but he saw something. So you have to go to the event. Don't, you know, no money, no time. Drive there, you know, drive there, stay, sleep in the car, don't eat for a month, whatever it takes, get to your company event, right? All right, so a couple other things uh, Tara shared is fear of loss is greater than desire of gain. That's psychology. She studied psychology. That is how it works. People, you ask people, you know, do you want to earn an extra 10 bucks? They're not too excited. But if, they, if you say, hey, someone's going to steal $10 from your wallet. Ooh, they get riled up, right? Fear of loss is greater than desire of gain. And that's how she got started. It was her family members say, if we make a lot of money, you're going to miss out. We're all going to make money, but you're going to miss out. And that got her into the business. Uh, and thank you know, she talked about a, a thing that people, if you have shy, I don't want to talk to my friends and family, not interested. That's the biggest bunch of baloney. Because like I said, if you really believe and proud of your product, why would you not tell your close friends and family? Why would you not want to help them? If you've got a great service, why not give it to them? You have to. And also, the flip side, if you're afraid, you know, you're not, it may not work, uh, you don't want to screw them, right? They'll mess them up because you want them to be guinea pigs. So you're saying that it's okay to do that to strangers and not to your friends and family. See, you're not going to get out of this. You're going to go lose-lose either way. So talk to them, okay? You can't out-argue me, out-convince me on that. So talk to your friends and family. They're people. And so also, she shared, it's not who you know. It's who you know who knows who knows, who knows you, who knows you, who knows you, who knows you. Her top leader, she summed it up. In her entire organization right now, she did not know any of them five years ago. So obviously, that's not her friends and family. They better join the business they quit. It's about finding new people and referrals. And she's talked about I have to have a long-term vision. Meet friends. Don't see people just, oh, it's a prospect. Meet friends, and they can be long-term. You never know. As long as you have the right message, your integrity, and you're always constantly providing value. And the words from Tara Wilson. All right, really good stuff. Now, uh, a couple other things is like her mistakes she made is she used to hound people. Try to, she didn't understand the sorting business. She tried to convince everyone to do the business. And no one, see, she has to, I don't know if you paid attention, never ask a yes or no question. Because don't teach your downlines to ask a yes or no question because then you get rejected. Instead, ask them, do, who do you know? So she was in health and wellness. I just opened a business from home. It's in health and wellness. Who do you know that wants to lose some weight or have healthy energy? Or, or number two, would you want to earn some, do what I do and make some extra money doing this at home? Very simple, right? Who do you know that wants to lose some weight? Or who do you know wants, who wants to make some extra income by doing what I do? And you can talk about two product categories. It could be healthy energy, weight loss, whatever it is. But don't talk about all these different type of, you know, some of you have com- products, so many different products in your companies. Don't list out 10 products, just one or two. Keep it simple, simple, simple. And who do you know also if they want to just ask them for referrals? Then you can watch the video. Often, when you watch the video, that'll get them to open up and be interested in what you do. Her worst moment was she lost 11 six-figure earners. Think about that. You lose 11 downlines, you think it's bad. She lost 11 six-figure earners. That is brutal. But it's all about the self-talk. You know, it told her, uh, you can see as the end, or you see this is the best lesson you ever learned. And for her, it was the best lesson. She realized that, Number one, you can't control anything. It's about building a community. 
you have to go slow and dig deep, building a big mistake that people make. They only work with people they, they bring in, brought in. You don't do that. You have to taproot, build deep, put deep roots, work with your people that they, that they brought in, right? Downlines, downlines, uh, sponsors, people like by the upline because that's, and you build a community. It's the relationships that keep people in there, especially during the social media age where people can get, you know, the grass is greener mentality. Let's see. Well, all these great notes here. Um, you know, she, she talked about the horse, right? Most of you, your presentation is like the water. You're trying to get a horse to drink water. You're pushing the horse to drink water. They don't even know they have a problem. Instead, get the curiosity. Find the need and tell stories. You want, you know, get the, instead of getting the horse to drink water, get them to become thirsty. And they'll naturally drink the water. I love that. Don't even need to lead them to the water. Just get them thirsty. How do you get them thirsty? Find a need. And she gave a really good uh, uh, tip at events. Ask people about the story. Find out from the top earners, from the new people. Why did they get started? You know, if you ask 10 people in the elevator at your convention, again, this is about going to convention again, different background, and not just the same people at your meeting, if you're doing local meetings. No, do your company convention. Ask them, why did you get started? What's the story? You get lots of tools and stories you can use for your presentation. And you also get a much better understanding of what this business is about, why people join. And it's not necessarily about specific product or making money, but really deeper need. Right, a deeper need, and once you know that deeper need, like you said, you can make them thirsty. And once they're thirsty, they will go and drink the water. They will want to look at your presentation. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll end the recap here. Amazing show from Tara Wilson. Make sure you go to uh, mmnation.net, search for Tara T A R A, and contact her. Reach out to her. She's awesome. Super good, uh, great training. She, you know, reach out to she. All her contact info is on there. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews mean a lot, not just to me, but the entire MLM community. It makes the show easier to find. And well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you. I'm pr- loud and proud to be this network marketing business, to have, you know, smart people from Tara Wilson, graduate from UC Berkeley, involved in this business. This is awesome. Great training. Thank you, Tara, for your leadership, for leading by example, for being a giver of value. Thank you so much. Make sure you go out, thank her. And MLM Nation, I thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.